You're listening to Caffeinated Discourse, a little podcast about everything and nothing. Your hosts for this discussion are Clinton Russ. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to Caffeinated Discourse. Tonight, we, or I should say also morning for those of you listening overseas, uh, we are going to be talking all things Batman vs. Superman. Uh, really epic movie that we have both been really hanging out for. Russ and I are ready to tear it apart. We're also going to be talking Deadpool as well. So guys, if you have not seen either movies, Probably worth tuning out now and coming back a little bit later because we are going to spoil the shit out of these movies. I'm not going to lie to you. We're going to dissect this worse than a biology experiment in year 12. Russ, how are you, my friend? Mate, I'm all, I'm all the better for talking to you. <laughs> and the same here, mate. The same here. So, you're finally taking yourself off to see BVS and Deadpool. It would go without saying that I'm obviously wanting to get amongst BVS something chronic here. So I figured what we'll do is we'll start off by just giving everyone that instant straight up front what did we think of it and then we'll dissect it. What do you reckon? It works for me. Works All right. for me. So I'm going to put it out there. I enjoyed the movie. Was it the greatest thing since sliced bread? Absolutely not. I'm a massive Batman fan. I dug Man of Steel when it came out, even though I'm not the biggest Superman uh, fan. I'll leave that up to Russ. And the movie, certainly, it was something that I enjoyed. I sat there in gold class with my scotch, with the finger food going on, (laughs) really indulged the shit out of myself. And at the end of it, I walked out pretty pumped. It was a great movie. Did it have its problems? Yes, it did, and we'll talk about that. Am I ultra keen to see it again? Well, in fact, I've got a, a opportunity to go and catch it sometime this week, so I'll probably go and see it for a second time, which, you know, is good. Pick up a few extra bits and pieces there. What I'm also hanging out for is the director's cut uh, Blu-ray release where all the so-called bits and pieces that were left on the chopping room floor that explain bits and pieces within the movie are going to be included, plus it steps up its rating to be even more darker or hardcore or whatever, so I'd be keen to see that. But as it stands, the theatrical release, solid effort. Russ, what are your thoughts? Mate, you know, it was, um, I saw it yesterday, so I'd spent, uh, it, it's been out for about three weeks, right? So I've, I've, I've just, like, you know firsthand, based on based on last time we recorded, I, re- I dislike the cinema, I dislike going, so mm-hmm. I, I, this had to be something big for me to actually get back. Uh, get back to the cinema. So I waited, waited about three weeks, took myself off first session Saturday morning. Uh, it was great. It was me and like six other people in the entire cinema. It was Very beautiful. Nice. Um, yeah, man. I sat third row, third row center, right? So everybody else sat behind me. So it felt like I was in my own living room. So that was, <laughs> that was really cool. Um, and um, like, I knew that there were people who who didn't like it. And uh, I knew that there were there were mixed reactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went in with, with like no expectations because um, I only ever saw one trailer, and that was the one before before Star Wars that I was forced to watch. Right. So I didn't watch any. Yeah, I didn't watch anything any, anything else. I stayed away from the reviews. I didn't listen to Kevin Smith. I, I kind of just stayed away from 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 everything. So really low uh, expectations, and uh, I walked in, man, and I I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, mm-hmm. I will go back again and, and watch it again in a heartbeat. So. 
Uh, I know there's probably going to be a lot of people who would disagree. Uh, couldn't care less. Um, I absolutely uh, loved it. Okay, very good, very good. Well, let's dig into it a bit. So, you loved it. Russ, I'm going to throw to you first. Sell it to me. If I hadn't seen the movie, how would you sell it back to me? You know what, man? Like the 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 thing the thing for me, right, is, is that I've been I've been a Superman fan for as long as I can remember. Like mm. you know firsthand just how much Superman means to me. Um, it, it, uh, like he's the he's the symbol symbol of hope, man. It, it's it's you know I um I I think it's just amazing when you you have this story. You you have this you have this alien who's who who's from another planet. Um, he has, he's, you know, for all intents and purposes, he's the guise of God, right? He, he's, he has more power. He can do anything, anything that he wants, but all he wants is to, is to feel wanted and connected uh, uh, to the rest of the planet. So it's, it's for me, it's a story of story of hope. Um, and that's kind of the reason why I, I hated Man of Steel. Mm. Like that was the last time I went to the cinema was, was, uh, outside of Star Wars was, was actually seeing Man of Steel. And I was so excited about it, and it uh, uh, it crushed me. There was not—I I didn't feel that there was any sense of sense of hope. N- nothing like the like the Chris Reeve movies that uh, that I grew up with. And it was it was just um, it didn't feel like it, it didn't feel like it was uh, reflective of of what Superman stood for. Which is why when when I went to see Batman versus Superman, it, it was I kind of felt like that that hope was back, and it was even mentioned. Um, so again, spoilers. If you haven't seen it, please go see it because I'm, I'm going to uh, going to talk about stuff. But you know, there the, there was that scene where where uh, Superman was on on uh, on the balcony with Lois Lane, mm. um, and then that was just before he flew over to to, uh, to go fight Batman. Yep. Right. And then yeah, uh, he even mentioned that you know uh, that men are good or not all men are good or you know it was um, like that. That kind of just really, really hit home, and it was just like, man, you could see the, see the, um, what's, what's the word? You could even, even see just how conflicted, like the guy, the guy was, and it was just like, man, that was, that felt really real to me, um, and that was something that I, I felt was really missing from, missing from Man of Steel. So, um, why, why would you go? Why would you go see it? Um, Come on, man! It's right there in the title. It's Batman versus Superman. <laughs> um, uh, well, why else would you want to go see it? I mean, it was, it was, um, yeah. I, I just, I just thought it really, really delivered. Um, yeah, like that's that's probably the best best way that I could probably kind of sum it up. I think. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I hadn't given it that much thought around the hope of that, and you actually raise a couple of good points there. I mean. I enjoyed Man of Steel, and I think I enjoyed Man of Steel simply for the fact that they modernised Superman a bit. Now, yeah, in some spots I think they might have bastardised it, but you are talking to a new generation of viewer. They want the action, they want the explosion. You know, there's a reason why Michael Bay is able to get away with the bullshit that he pulls. Um, And I kind of enjoyed Man of Steel for that, and I, I guess... The point you raise about the hope and that, I kind of like one of the things. Uh, I, I suppose I should backtrack a little bit. It's both the good thing and the bad thing with this movie. Is it feels like there's about three or four different movies just almost squished together. It's like they've gotten you when you're a kid. You've got the four colours of Play-Doh and you're just mushing it together, and it doesn't quite blend right, or you get a really 
brown-looking shit in your hand. It didn't quite go to the brown-looking shit, which thank God for that. But you can see that there's four movies almost blended together. So you've got the sequel to Man of Steel in there. And, I mean, originally when they did Man of Steel, I believe Warners didn't have that... um, plan to extend the universe past that and then they've decided oh yeah we're going to go with man of steel 2 and then suddenly they revealed it was going to be batman versus superman okay great idea fantastic pull your two biggest franchises out and put them together so on the back of man of steel you've kind of got as you say the alien coming down to earth and in my mind he was kind of conflicted he knew he had all this power he's learning of all these things he can do he kind of went off on a bit of soul searching and whatever else and grew a beard and became a little uh little emo and whatever else fine um there is nothing wrong with a beard mate i'm nothing just saying wrong, nothing wrong with a beard nothing wrong with a beard at least you rock a beard and you don't sit there all woe is me but anyway <laughs> And then he sort of, you know, then he finds himself and all that, and then I suppose then straight off the bat, but just as he's starting to find himself, then he's got to go and flog the shit out of Zod. Spoilers if you haven't seen Man of Steel, but if you haven't by now, seriously, what rock are you under? In this, being the sequel, then they're really focusing on the um, the backlash that has come out of Man of Steel, and I absolutely loved in the opening of Dawn of Justice the fact that they've almost... It's almost like they had pre-filmed all this stuff back when they did Man of Steel because it didn't feel janky at all with the scenes with Bruce Wayne down on the ground. I really dug that. Yeah, it works. It, it works so really, really good. well, man. Yeah. I'm sitting there the whole time now. I had, I'd only watched Man of Steel the once at the cinema yeah. and that's it. So there had been quite a gap and straight away I felt yeah. like, wow, I'm back in the Man of Steel yeah. feeling. It was great. It was really That was really well done. So then you've got the, as you say, all the hope and I just want to belong, I want to save the earth, I want to do all this sort of jazz storyline going on. That's movie one. Now you've got this Batman movie coming into it. And that's cool. I mean, any Batman movie is fantastic and I'm going to go on record to save it right now as it stands. Batflick is the man. Ben Affleck <laughs> embodied Batman and Bruce Wayne like no other. Now, prior to him, I held Michael Keating at a high standing. I felt that Christian Bale did a solid would you, job. Would, hey, would you take Michael Keating over 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 Christian Bale? I probably would. Really? Why? I just found that uh, Bale's choice is the, is the voice, Bale, right? The the voice, somebody <laughs> like it wasn't just the voice, but I just felt Keating. I suppose it kind of depends also. I guess the thing is it also depends on what um, lineage of Batman you've sort of read. So if you've read a lot of the Dark Knight stuff, which funnily enough is where they pulled from for a lot of uh, Bale stuff, yeah, I suppose Bale really holds up. But if you sort of read any of the sort of 80s stuff, you know, back when he sort of had the blue and grey going on or whatever else, it felt a little bit more like Michael Keating, you know, um... Yeah, I just dug Keating as Batman, and maybe it was maybe it's also the fanboy in me from when I was a kid. You know, like he was the first outside of Adam West, he was the first Batman to see, and he just, you know, admittedly there were some problems because that bloody suit he couldn't move his neck, so he was like a robot turning. You know, it kind of looked like he was back in the back in disco era trying to rip the robot, but you know, you can't help the <laughs> fact that you know costumes weren't what they are now, but. All that was blown out of the water within minutes of Ben Affleck as Batman, honestly. And as Bruce Wayne, as a dark, 
I've seen some shit. I've seen some stuff and things kind of Bruce Wayne. Oh, it was magnificent. And as a real fan of the Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, totally. Oh, I mean, yeah, so it was magnificent. So you've got this Batman movie going on. And to me, it really does set up for the single Batman movie that's to come. And I hope they don't steer too far away from what they've built there. Then you've got this, we've got to throw some Justice League stuff in here. Sure. And that just felt afterthought. It almost, admittedly, any time Wonder Woman was on the screen of Gal Gadot, she absolutely stole the scene. Like, she was fantastic, in my opinion. Um, But the whole... You know, I read... I read that she's got sixteen lines in the whole in the whole movie, and those sixteen lines are phenomenal. Like she just <laughs> forget the beauty. I mean, she obviously looks magnificent. And I could sit back with just a box of popcorn and watch that on still frame over and over again. I mean, that's probably thank God we don't have VHS anymore. Otherwise, that's going to get worn out very quickly. Um, <laughs> I've gone to a dark place here. I'm in trouble, um, but. She steals it, and I am so... Oh, you know what? I probably wasn't all that keen on the Wonder Woman movie, but now I bloody well am. I am ready mm-hmm. to see what they do with that. Yeah. But the rest of the setup for the Justice League, could it have been any more of an afterthought? So you're telling me that Lex Luthor, and I'll come back to that in a minute, but Lex Luthor has got this computer where one of his fucking minions has sat there and even put little logos for each of the superheroes. Yeah, but, okay, so, all right, so before you, you know, have a stroke, like, have a have a think, and it's just like suspension of disbelief, my friend, suspension of disbelief, right? You are, you are going into a comic book movie, and, yeah, sure, we're trying to ground it, we're trying to make it a little bit more realistic. There is a point, though, where you're just going to have to say, I buy that. Like, you either buy it or you don't, right? You buy uh, Superman and you buy Batman, right? And and judging by, by, by the action figures which are sitting behind you on your <laughs> shelf, which I can see, uh, I know you buy Superman and Batman, oh, right? <laughs> so, you know, you can buy into in, into having this 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 um, this file and um, and logos and, and stuff like that, right? Suspension of disbelief. Yeah, but oh, I would have, I could have even handled it if they were for the way they were going with things. They could have even just had random, like the file names, just sort of like WW or Psy or Flash, you know, FLA or something. I don't know. It just felt like, but to see these logos on the screen at first was fantastic. But then when I sat there and went, "Hang on a second. No, don't don't think about it. Uh, yeah, go, I go back, it's... go go back to the original, the the original reaction, right? Where you were sitting there, and you think, "Oh my god, I know, I I, I recognize that. I know where yeah. they're going with that. Come on, like it's suspension of disbelief, and, and you've got to embrace." I get it to what I had to do because I mean, I went when I saw it, I went with a mate of mine who's not as big a fanboy as I am. So for him, that was the point when he realized what the fuck was going on. Whereas me, I already knew where that was going. I could already tell. He's kind of sort of sitting there with that dumb look on his face, like, doll, what's going on now? And, oh, I recognize a logo. And, you know, I get that. So, yeah, sometimes you've got to feed it to him, I guess. But, um, and if my mate hears I really this, hope your so friend much, doesn't hear that. I know, hey, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> 
But look, all right, so that was all cool on that. And, you know, it was kind of mad seeing, you know, I, I'm looking so forward to seeing um, uh, the Justice League movie. Like, uh, Jason Momoa just looks epic as Aquaman. I mean... Yeah, right. <laughs> epic. <laughs> epic. Um, Aquaman is really going through almost like an image rebuild. I mean, I want to find out who he's branding personnel is. I want to find out who he's hired <laughs> to change his image because seriously, he's gone from being the laughing stock to the Injustice video game had him as one of the most awesome characters with the best special movie you could probably probably really? see to now you've got this absolute fucking unit playing yeah. him on screen where I'm just looking at it just going, this guy's got a tear hell it's going to be fantastic i'm a little bit mm, iffy on flash but i haven't got a lot to go on yet why why I, what, what's what i don't know i just um hard to say i mean uh, my so i haven't read a lot of flash comic books i'll fess it up to uh-huh. that in fact i probably haven't read any um my most of my understanding of the Flash has come from the Warner Brother animated movies like Flashpoint Paradox, which is phenomenal if you haven't seen it, um, and Flash in other Justice League movies and when he's in like Batman cartoons and whatever else. Then obviously yeah. the Flash um, show on CW. And I like where they've taken that character on there and I have read that uh, Zack Snyder didn't want to go with that Flash, and that's fine. You can have these multiple universes and that. I mean, already, um, I th- we discussed on the last show this, how DC is doing almost a complete opposite move to Marvel, where Marvel's trying to keep the TV and the um, cinema universes very similar, and a few crossovers. DC's almost saying, well, you've got the TV universe over there. You've got... Um, the um, cinema universe over there. Hell, we've even got a bit of an animated universe over here, if you will, plus your comics and really building on the multiverse. That's all cool. I mean, you know, that works. I just, I, I think I need to see more Flash to really be sold on him. Um, right. Not saying he can't do it. I mean, you barely saw anything of him. Huh, there was a Flash sure, joke sure. there. Um, <laughs> but I will tell you what did get me all kinds of excited. That scene where Flash comes to Bruce, Batman, in a dream. Yeah, what, you know the, the the thing is, like I was gonna say, like that was the one thing I didn't I didn't get right, and it was only it was only when I was like uh, after the cinema, I went and I grabbed the beer and I was sitting sitting outside. And I'm just like, man, I really I really dig this, and I, I go to IMDb and I have like I love after watching a movie going to IMDb, going to the trivia section, having a read through, right? Love it. Mm-hmm. Um. And then they even they even mentioned saying, "Hey, look, it was a dream sequence, and you know, and it might form part of the Justice League Part One or Part Two. And yep. uh, because I was going to say that was the one part I didn't get. Mm-hmm. So when I left the cinema, it was like, man, I loved all of this stuff, but that bit in the middle didn't get it. Oh. So um, you want I'm, me to break some theories? Yeah, man, go ahead. All right, so here's the theory: there's a possibility. They could be pulling on the Injustice storyline, which excites the hell out of me. Have you played the Injustice game? No. Okay. The Injustice game come out. It was done by, um, obviously, DC, Warner Brothers, and also the uh, guys who did Mortal Kombat. So as, yeah. far, as far as a game goes, it's pretty good. It's really solid in the way it plays. Um, worth checking out. 
Now, what excited me about that was it had a bit of a story to it, which had the DC Universe basically built up on each other. How is this possible? Well, it turns out that, and guys, I'm going to spoil the story for this game as well, so if you're really keen on this, just close your ears for a minute. It turns out that through one of Joker's very conniving plots, he forces Superman to kill Lois Lane and their unborn child. Ooh. Right. So yeah. now, so now you've got Joker pinned down in um, uh, a holding cell. Batman's coming to interrogate. Superman basically goes in there, get fucked, and kills him. Just straight out. Yeah. Fist through, rips his heart out. So Joker's fucked. He's gone. So at that point there, you've now got Superman has turned. Kind of like, I don't know, a dog who tastes blood for the first time, if you believe that theory. So Superman's now turned and then move forward and you start to get that you've got Superman and those who believe they are gods and can, um, you know, rule the world. And Superman's theory isn't so much bad, but he's now, unlike Batman who won't kill, Superman's like, I'm going to eradicate evil. Then you've got Batman and those who are with him, you know, they're the uh, better rebellion, if you will. So right. it's really cool, and that's how you can right. get the battles against one another and all that. Right. Now, this is these are the key parts of um, Dawn of Justice that have me thinking they're going to pull on that. Firstly, when Flash shows up in that dream sequence, he kind of looks similar to the same headpiece that Flash yeah. has in the Injustice game. Right. It's just slightly more tweaked than the usual Flash um, headpiece. And you'll find in the Injustice game, all of them, when they start to take their sides, they kind of get new costumes to represent their sides and also different pieces of armor and all that because you've kind of got gods versus mortals and all that sort of jazz, mm -hmm. and there's a little more to it. The other thing is when he turns around and says, Lois is the key or she is the key. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Mm. There's your key there. Mm. Possibility. Okay. The other thing right, okay. The other thing that comes up is the fact that they really grinded on the whole Superman Lois Lane thing. Almost to the point that they labored it. I mean, no fault of Amy Adams, but I just felt that she she was chewing scenery for a lot of the scenes, in all honesty. There was no need to put that much focus on Lois Lane, unless, of course, they're setting something up for later. Yeah, we got it. Superman's got almost like perfect hearing just for Lois. You know? <laughs> Lois farts, he's there to hear it. No, but this is, this, is, this, is not, this is not anything new, man. No, Come on. This but is... they laboured it. Like, it just seemed like she could, she skins a neat and he'd be there to blow it clear and all that sort of jazz. And it's like, why? What is going on here? Yes, we all get it. We know that he's in love with her and all that sort of jazz. Being, being thrown off the top of a helipad is not the same as scratching, as, as grazing her knee. Yeah, but what you mean? Okay, so then we could also go to the fact that why the fuck didn't he hear that um, Luther was taking his mum? Different postcode. <laughs> so you got a dude who can hear shit from around the world. Mummy's in trouble, but fuck, I didn't hear it. But Lois is in the middle of a friggin' desert, and yep. old mate shows up. Yep. 
three words, right? Suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Right? You either buy it or you don't. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I just it prepa- it propels the story, man. It Look, does. you either buy it or you don't. Well, see, Snyder's tried to talk himself. I saw an interview where he's tried to talk around that. But I've then started to think, well, hang on, you've already set up. She's the key. You've now got this injustice thing going on. And the other scene that looks very injustice-like is the desert. The desert scene in the dream sequence. Now, there's a couple of elements to this. The first is, in that scene, the big Amiga symbol that um, Batman looks at at the start of it, that's the um, sign of Darkseid, who is your ultra baddie. Now, have a look at the suits that the military guys are wearing in that scene. That is very similar to the suits that they wear in the Injustice game. Similar sort of get-up. I'm not sure if the logo is identical, though. I can't remember. But similar sort of get-up. And then the whole scene when then Superman lands and comes up to Batman and rips the mask off, that screamed injustice to me. Like, at that point there, I was sold. I'm like, ooh, we're going there. (laughs) The only other thing it could be with the whole Flash thing is if they draw on the uh, Flashpoint Paradox. I don't right. think they could go down that path because, I mean, if you're already dealing with hardcore fans as it is, and yeah. I felt that was one thing for this movie, unlike Marvel that seems to be selling it to every man and his dog, DC Ooh. in this instance has kind of gone for the fans, the true fans of the universe, where they don't try and shovel everything to you, every backstory, every key little piece of information. That's also probably why those symbols on the computer upset me a little bit, because I'm like, this is really smart, the way they're doing it, and then suddenly you're giving me cotton hands. I mean, come on now. <laughs> so Yeah, but you, you have to, like, no, no matter no matter which target audience you're, you're you're going to right i mean like everyone's going to go see this movie i mean oh, yeah. like batman versus superman I mean, so you know you you have to you know what was the old, old um what was the old, old saying from um from stan lee right every every comic book is someone's first first comic book right so sure. i mean the idea is you, you have to you have to kind of break it down and have something that make, make it accessible yep. to everyone and yeah. if and if over you know and it, if out of two and a half hours, like your biggest issue comes down to the fact that they use symbols, then you know what? It's, it's, it's not a bad, it's not right, a bad well, thing, really. I suppose I should get to my biggest issue. Two words: well, we, we, Lex Luthor. <laughs> Another two right, words: come on. Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> okay, you're a right, Superman fan. You are. Yes. If, in fact, I would almost put you on the pedestal for being all things Superman to me. No, 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 not, not, not even close. Look, I've, I've, uh, there are many, 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 many other other people who are who are massive fans, right? I am a fan. You've, you've at least read two more uh, comics than me, so that puts you up on the pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What did you think of Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor? And not so much Jesse Eisenberg as the actor, but then the choice of portrayal of Luthor. All right, cool. So I think, right, and I'm going to be wildly unpopular, right, because everyone's going to... I, no, I haven't even read all the, uh, all the reviews, right, but I know everyone's jumped on the bandwagon. Which, oh, my God, he has hair. Oh, my God, he's not as powerful. Oh, my God, there's no real estate mention. Oh, my God... There's right the complete opposite of, of what we've come to know and love about uh, about Lex Luthor, right? I, I 
I understand that. I get that. But it's like you're making a choice, right? You're doing something different. You're 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 not doing the same thing. What did Perry White say to uh, to Clark Kent? It's not 1938, right? Mm -hmm. Same 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 year Superman was created. So it's like you're doing something different, and it's it's like rightly or wrongly, you either like it or you hate it. But it's a, it's a choice, right? So you're doing something different. So personally. Right, I didn't mind it. I thought, you know, it's a different take on a character that we all know, know well. It was a different, um, different personality type. And yeah, the guy came across at, at points where he was, uh, you know, a psychotic, and and he's he's he, you know, especially the 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 end with you know inside the jail cell, and, and mm. it's like you're. You know, it's so. So you get into this point, but I love the 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 addition of LexCorp. I love the the idea that he was, you know, uh, talking to the senator. I love the idea with the the whole. Oh my god, with the with, uh, with the hearing, um, mm -hmm. and then inside that love love that. I love the fact that he was sending letters to uh, to Bruce Wayne just to put him over 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 the edge, and it was just like, man, I like I liked it, but man, I could completely see why people would 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 say it's it's not the lex that we know it's completely different i don't buy it uh he doesn't seem like a like a strong enough villain um like i i can appreciate all of that but it didn't impact my enjoyment of of um you know being involved in the movie and and the the, the thing for me is you know you're engaged in a movie mm. when you when you when you lose yourself, like you, you just the the only thing you are focused on is that movie and that story right there in front of you. And if you stop and you think, oh, I wonder what time it is, you you it, it hasn't grabbed you, right? Yeah. So that two and a half hours just flew by. I didn't think, you know, once what oh gee, I wonder what time it is. Like every part of it grabbed me. Oh yeah. And whilst I'll, I didn't really get, I'll pay you that. You know, so, it did go so quickly, yeah. man. <laughs> but I mean, like the the yeah. So watching Lex Luthor in it. And I just thought, you know what, this is a guy, and I, I kind of like the fact that he was, like, it was his dad's business or that his dad had set it up, and I, I kind of like that because he's a guy who has something to prove. He's trying to break out of daddy's shadow, and he's trying to, you know, prove to to, to himself, and it was just like, I, I, I didn't hate it. Look, so much of what you say I agree with. I re and you know what, when I when I sit back and think about it, there's a couple of things, and you hit the nail on the head with what Perry White says about, um, you know, uh, it's not... Did you not just have an idea? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, it To me, it's... Uh, yeah, Perry White had it right with this, you know, it's um, not 1938, and when I think about it, to have a different kind of powerful person i mean when you think about it in today's age uh -huh. our powerful people mark zuckerberg um uh -huh. steve jobs um of rest in peace um you know uh, elon elon um Musk. yeah Musk. <laughs> right yeah tesla dude <laughs> Yeah. yeah, sounds terrible for someone doing an MBA. Um, but anyway, you know these guys are not your most ultra masculine, big built, solid, beat chest alpha males. They're a different level of power, and for that, I think um, Jesse portrayed Lex well because we are setting it up in the modern day. Here's where I become conflicted. 
in some parts of it, he played the psychotic side so well. That scene with the senator, that um, scene in the courtroom was phenomenal with the reference back to grandma's piss or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, The peach tea and, you know, like that. I just went, fuck, that's, that's intense. What shat me, though, was sometimes when he went to that ultra, you know, and the twitchy side of things, and then I'm like, are you playing Lex Luthor or are you the fucking Riddler? <laughs> that's true. Okay. And that's right. where I got frustrated. I could almost put away, this isn't the Lex of past. This is a new powerful Lex who's powered by money, who's powered by daddy's needing daddy's approval, who's psychotic in a whole different way and ultra smart. I get that. And I get that if you were to make that modern, it's a different persona now you can't have the same alpha male big big barrel chested walk in the room dominates by size which lex used to kind of be and i couldn't care about the hair i mean to be honest with you what's hair i mean (laughs) they shave it at the end whatever what what can what really annoyed me was he already had the psychotic down there was no need no need to do the twitchy side of things because to me what he did then was just not even make it comic-y, not even make it campy, but almost like confuse which villain he's going to be. And then in those moments, I'm like, well, if you were playing the Riddler, dude, you'd be awesome. So I hope, to me, I almost hope that in Justice League, if they do draw on Lex Luthor in that, I hope that the stay in jail sends him over the edge where the twitches and all that stop and it just becomes almost that cold psychosis, that calculated dark, the shit that sends shivers up your spine type psychosis where you're just like, ooh, okay. Like, the whole sending the letters and all that, that really, yeah, I mean, that that was a nice little twist, the way he was doing all that, just to tip a man over the edge. You know, that was great. And, I mean, to be honest with you, what was cool about that was... You don't kind of expect that when you look at the shorts. I honestly thought that was going to be a reference back to the Joker or something like that. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. to then pull it that it was coming from him, I mean, yeah, I'm still a little bit suspect on how this guy managed to know enough about Superman and enough about Bruce Wayne Batman. That- That's a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a real good point, man. That's a really, really good point. Yeah, I mean, there's being really smart and then there's just where did you get this information from? Yeah. Particularly Batman. Superman not so much because I mean, let's face it. It's a pair of glasses. Yeah, but that's that that's the whole that that's the that's the whole foundation, right? Is it's all built on it, it's all it's all built on it. So you, you can't apply uh, because you're right at a logical level. Yeah, it, it's it's a pair of glasses, but that is the that's the whole basis of the of mm. the secret identity is that it is just just a pair of glasses. So again, right, you, you either buy it or you or you don't, but you can't change that halfway through and have one person say hey actually it's just a pair of glasses the whole thing was was built on everyone buying into it so that's kind of that's that's the foundation is is you you do that so i think there has to be something else um because i i agree like there is absolutely nothing to uh to to indicate how he knew that clark kent was superman i mean like the I, i like i don't We'll see Didn't what, make that connection. What I could, the only, and this is at a stretch. I mean, he he's obviously targeting Flash, 
well, we know that he's targeting Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman based on his files. And, I mean, in all honesty, that's where he's just picking up on inconsistency. So where they might be trying to hide their secret identities or whatever else, there are times when they've obviously let slip. So, you know, know, um, CCTV picked up um, Flash. You know, there was going to be a lab recording somewhere for Cyborg. Um, Aquaman, well, you know, fair enough. I mean, a dude underwater with no scuba gear, damn good skin (laughs) fisher. Wonder Woman, you know, um, he's got photos of her here, there, and everywhere. And I suppose you could almost on that reality go, okay, great. There might be times when Superman slipped up. But Batman, yeah. my concern with that is for him to know all about Bruce Wayne and yeah. this Batman is set in a universe where he's been at large for quite some time. So he's obviously held his identity pretty close for quite some time and only yeah. sort of now is he sort of playing into that. I'd like for him to dig that a little bit more just yeah. just so that it doesn't seem like this guy is just ultra... Like, there's being a genius, and then there's just, okay, this is just a little bit too hard to swallow. Um, sure. So that was probably my biggest problem with, with that Lex Luthor, is just the... There's a little too much there. Um, the other part was it was with the whole understanding of Krypton and all that, but they've come back and explained a little more. I don't know if you've seen the little snippet, um, something that hit the uh, chopping room floor, the confession, or confession, no. or confessional, or whatever it is. It's some... Uh, no, some, no. Yeah, well, there's a snippet any. going around from Warner Brothers. It is legit. They've deliberately dropped it to show you the type of stuff that's going to be included in the director's cut. And no. this is where it also leads to the whole point that in Justice League, it might be dark side or leading up to it is okay. you actually see Luther in the um, the spaceship, if you will, <coughs> and it leads yep. up to where he's um, learning all about the Krypton world and the universe and all that sort of jazz. And then you see images of the um, the boxes that are used by Darkseid. The name escapes me, but they're very uh, oh, special boxes. Okay. And you actually see, I can't remember his name now, but one of um, Darkseid's, what looks like the images of one of his head henchmen. So it'll be quite interesting to see that. But again, proves just what has been chopped out of this movie. Yeah. And how how different is it going to be? Because at the moment, it does feel, as I say, going back to the original point, that's my biggest gripe with it, is it just feels like it's squished a couple of different movies in together. And, I mean, it's already two and a half hours long. Yeah, true. It's true. a big movie, big movie, and a lot into it. Yeah. Um, I'll tell, tell you one thing that I really, really dug was... Um, the whole Wonder Woman story, right? Yes. And then when they when they had um, when they showed the photo from nineteen eighty nineteen eighteen Belgium, yes, uh, like I thought that was that's beautiful, man. Like that was that was awesome, and that's that's um, that's forming the basis of the solo Wonder Woman movie. Correct. Yeah. So they'll do like a they'll do like a, I know it's a different company, but they'll do like a Captain America set in in World War One. Uh, sort of thing. So Captain America was obviously World War Two, but this would be World War One. Uh, you know, nineteen eighteen. 
Um, like that's that's really really cool, man. So just seeing that photo, you think, man, the potential for this weather where, where they're going to go, mm. love it, right? So I'm all I'm I'm all for it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but it was it was funny. I was watching the movie, man. It was only on about the third appearance of Gal Gal uh, Godot that I actually uh, twigged. Like it didn't it didn't click. I have no idea who this woman woman is. Like when she's following Bruce Wayne down, like didn't it didn't connect any any of it. It was only about the third time that I realized, oh, hang on, because I had no idea what she looked like. Like I'd, I'd never seen her in anything else right. before. And then it was only at that point that I realized, hang on, Wonder Woman's in this movie too. Right. So uh, what you mean to say you weren't a massive fan of the Fast and Furious franchise? Uh, um, Particularly no. the last couple. <laughs> I, I I've seen I've seen the first. I've seen half of the second and I've seen about 10 minutes of the third and that's about it. Yeah, that's about all you need to see. The third is about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I, I can't, I can't do it, man. Let's just can't. put it this way there. Now coming up to Fast and the Furious 8. So that just lets yeah, you know what you've been missing yeah. out on, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get right on that after I get everything else I need to do done. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But, but yeah, like it was really cool. But do you know the the, the absolute highlight for me and the, the moment, right, where I was really glad that there was no one else sitting near me because I think I might have audibly gasped, right, when, when, when I'd actually when – was when – was when with, – with the reveal of Doomsday. Yeah. Like I almost fell off my chair. Like I had no idea that – You that, could tell that, you that avoided all the spoiler – all the um, – Might. Just, yeah. Like I – yeah, and then apparently I was reading like one review yesterday, and then they were saying, "Oh, look, you know, this isn't a spoiler because it's been all over the internet." It's just like, well, it was completely new to me. I didn't expect it, didn't see it coming, and it was just like I almost lost my mind. I'm just thinking, man, I remember buying the Death of Superman uh, comic book. I remember the black bag sort of stuff, and then like I thought uh, maybe maybe I shouldn't open it, but I couldn't help myself. I opened it, I had the black band armband, and I had the poster, and I, it was. I couldn't believe it, right? It was such a highlight, and it was like, yeah, it's not the the way from the comic book, and blah blah blah. Yeah, all the all the rest. I don't care, right? It just it, it it rocked my world to see to see Doomsday, and then after they launched the nuke, um, you know, he had bones kind of come out of him, and like I just. It was it was an absolute highlight. You couldn't have got the smile off my face. It was just like <laughs> this was amazing. You know, and then when they launched the when they launched the nuke, and you had Superman, uh, you know, all withered, right? It was just like, man, this is straight out of the Dark Knight Returns, man. Yeah, and it was, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, like I just, it was, uh, it absolutely made 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 the movie for me, right? I just, I couldn't believe it, and it was, it was, yeah, I was kind of glad to be sitting there by myself because I would have grabbed onto the person next to me, going, oh my god. <laughs> you know what? I would totally be there. I mean, I'm about three quarters of the way there with you because, yeah, the nuke and the withered Superman and all that, I was like, wow, that's fantastic. But the fact that they gave up Doomsday in the shorts, for fuck's sake, people, yeah. do not give up your big thing. And yeah. it then doesn't take a genius to sit there and go, okay, well, there's your big bad, you know, because yeah. you can't really go much bigger than that unless, of course, you're going to throw Darkseid in there straight off the bat, in which case... You don't need a Justice League movie, you know, so it just sort of made sense. Now, the next thing I'm about to say, for those of you listening, is the ultimate spoiler. So if you really have just been listening in thinking, fuck it, there's enough going around on the net, fine. But if you don't want the big, big spoiler, tune out now. 
Good. You're gone. Right. Really spun out by the fact that they fucking killed Superman. That was worth the price of admission. Mate, like it was, it was awesome. I just thought, you know what? Like the moment, the moment you saw Doomsday, you think, oh my god, they're gonna do it. Like, I mean, you don't yeah. introduce Doomsday, and you, do, like, I can't believe it. And I would be, I would be, I'd be so upset if I was watching the trailer and then they said, oh, Doomsday is gonna be in this, and it was just like, so you're telling me straight off the bat that Superman's gonna die um, in the in, in 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 the movie. But you know what? The thing that throws you off though is if you is the fact you know that Justice League is coming. So the whole time you then think, well, fuck, what are they gonna do with Doomsday? Because you know Superman has to be in Justice League because otherwise it's not Justice League. So the whole time you're sitting there, you're seeing this big battle with Buddy Doomsday, but you're thinking they're not gonna go through to the comics, and then they throw that at you. It's like, yeah. Yeah, like I, I look, I absolutely knew that it was, it was, it was going to happen because it was like you can't have Doomsday and not and not kill Superman because like the, the superhero movie, right? When someone's dead, they're not really dead. Like I mean, <laughs> it was it, it was it was the whole series when they when when they um you know they had the death of Superman series and then they then they brought him back and they had all the di- different iterations and you know and, and and all the rest of it and then when they showed that uh, when they showed the coffin and it had like the silver silver yes. S on the coffin. It's like when he comes back, he's wearing the black suit and the silver, the the silver emblem, and it was like it was it was just it was just awesome. And then like it was the reversal of the of the thing of the the whole uh, ending. Whereas like in the in the movie, it was uh, sorry, a big pun in the comic book, um, the Dark Knight Returns. Remember, it was Superman, yep. a Batman who was supposed to die, but he's actually alive underground. Yep. Uh, you know, they flip it, they flip it around. Yep. Right. Where it's, it's, I yeah, that was oh my God, Like that was. Like, I loved it. I just thought that was so cool. And see, this again proves the point. This is where this movie really does play to the fans because it would only be true fans that would pick up on a good portion of that. I mean, for some, that would have been just like, oh, my God, they killed Superman. What? Superman can't die. Ah." And then, you know, for the fans, they're sitting there going, not only are they seeing the death. I mean, I've never read the death of Superman. I'll be completely honest with you. I've barely read any Superman comics. But even I know, the moment I saw that silver coffin, I went, oh, that's part of death of (laughs) Superman. You know, I knew you would go to the next extreme. I totally forgot all about the black suit and the silver emblem, but I remember, I know of that, you know what I mean? Because you can't sort of be a part of the DC universe without at least seeing these iconic images. And yeah, when they reversed the Dark Knight Returns and it's actually, um, you know, Superman underground, but then that whole almost like you hear the heartbeat or whatever else. I mean, I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. That was phenomenal. And what I loved the fact was your scout almost got again, and he would have happened, got his ass kicked by the bat. Drop the um, mic. Oh, calm down, son. Calm <laughs> down. Right, like, and, and like the thing, the, the the thing is, right, is that is that your boy didn't have a chance unless he unless he had his uh, kryptonite spear and his kryptonite grenades. So, like, I mean, don't bring a knife like, to a gunfight. <laughs> Calm down, Sean Connery. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like, you, you just, <laughs> mate. It, look, it's it's there's no contest, right? So. 
Your boy didn't stand a chance. I was expecting. You know what I was expecting, Ryan, was that after the kryptonite grenade was 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 going to wear was going to wear off. I was almost expecting Batman to say, um, "You you you won, or you're going to win. Damn you, you you uh, you would have anyway, right?" I was expecting that line, right? Never never happened, never happened. Um, but uh, no, I thought it, it. I thought it rocked, man. I was just and I had. Surely I'm not alone, right? With, with when when he's in the Batmobile, and then the um, you know they they go through like he crashes and Superman's there is there's that first face to face meeting. Like man, that's worth that's worth the price of admission alone. I just love when Batman man. gets up and just looks at him like, "Do you even lift? <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, bro." <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it, it, it's not a superhero movie with, with, without a training montage. So, you know, it, it did have a training montage in there. So, that is so you know, true. Like all good action movies should. Um, but I, I, I just, I really dug it like during the, um, during the end when they're all fighting Doomsday and, and you can tell like the costume is, is, is from the Dark Knight Return. You can see, yeah. see like it's gray, like it's really gray. And mm-hmm. it was just like, man, like there's no confusing that. There is absolutely no. Um, thinking, oh, it's lighting or, or or anything like that. So there were just so many, so many things in it. I, I really, I really loved, and I, I dug it more than I thought I would. And you know, um, and it, you know what works is the fact that Ben Affleck had to bulk up for it. Hey, the guy was a unit, like yeah. an absolute beast, man. I couldn't get over it. That sold the suit even to me more because Dark Knight yeah. Returns, even in his age, he's a hulking menace of a man. Like, he is a dominating yeah. size. Yeah. And they didn't put rubber on him or whatever they used to make Batman look yeah. big. That's like, I was I was I was reading it I was reading it online and they were saying that there was no armor in the suit because you you really want to show just how how physically imposing this guy this guy is and I'm thinking man that really that really came across like that really like the guy was an absolute beast when it when it um, when it came down to it and when he was um, when he was going through when um, he was going through the um, I can't remember where the, where they were where he was taking down all of the all of the henchmen. Oh, right, one of my most favourite scenes was after Alfred flies him into the uh, second level. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What is yeah. it? There's like 12 men on the third level. I think I'll drop you off at the second. Then he just jumps Seconds. up through the buddy floor <laughs> and he cuts sick like it was Arkham Knight, the game. The move was just yeah. like when you're taking out six or so henchmen all at once. Yeah. And even like the big choke slams and all that. Yeah, it was just, to the floor, man. I'm just like, this, great. this is not a Batman we've seen before. This is a Batman who yeah. has trained himself to just physical perfection. Oh, that was... Yeah. <sighs> Amazing. I dug, I dug it, man. I just, I, I thought it was so, so good. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled that I, I took myself off to the cinema to, 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 to go see yesterday. I'm thrilled that I saw the first session that there was no one else, that there was no one else there because it was just like I, I thought they absolutely nailed it. So. Um, I don't know why people, um, you know, didn't like it, but it's just like you know what, couldn't care less. Like yeah. I absolutely dug it. I, I hope, I hope there's more because yeah. I, I'd uh, eat it up, man. I think it's great. No, absolutely. Uh, a couple other key callouts for it. Absolutely thought that Jeremy Irons as Alfred was phenomenal. I mean, we're talking an Alfred that comes very much from the Earth One type um, storyline of Batman. So for those unfamiliar, Earth-1 is kind of yet another lineage of um, 
DC, you've got Earth One Superman, Earth One Batman. Um, for the Batman one, I can't even remember who was in on the writing on it, but it was someone who uh, was a Jim Lee or something like that. But our Alfred's more ex-military, full trained. He comes into the um, Wayne Manor to sort of be a bodyguard, not just your butler. And I think it's things like that, that, however, that does again prove that this one's a little nod to the fans as well because let's face it up until this point everyone who has watched a batman movie is used to an old um uh, butler i guess mm-hmm. wise and a great confidant and um you know some might say an excellent counsel for uh, bruce wayne as he's gotten older but not yeah. someone who would have potentially trained bruce wayne to be a weapon so yeah. not to take away from all the training that bruce wayne obviously would have gone through but then you've got someone sure. who's got military knowledge who behind the controls you know like in the yeah. scene when he's flying um yeah yeah where it takes takes the drone right he, exactly drone control or whatever yeah. exactly right you know like this guy's seen some shit as well so that just to me yeah. you've got this really dark batman you've got this really yeah. dark alfred they've both seen some shit they've seen the worst that man can do and it just sells it to me again as to why this batman works in this this universe so really dug that i thought he was uh, absolutely phenomenal something that did annoy me but not annoy me while i was watching the movies annoyed me in actually a post youtube review that i watched oh yeah there's actually a character that got um underplayed okay all right so take your mind back to the scene when lois is in the desert with um all the military guys and I don't know if you recognise the Australian actor there, uh, Callan Mulvey. Yeah, Callan Mulvey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, does the name KG Beast mean anything to you? No. KG Beast is apparently quite a big, um, or one of the, one of the um, bad guys from the DC universe. It's maybe not heaps big, but certainly, you know, there's a whole range of them and that. And when I looked him up, he looks like he's quite the uh, formidable foe, whatever else. He's actually KG Beast. Oh, okay. Right? Because I had to look it up. He, the uh, name Antoli, and I'm not going to be able to do this justice, uh, Novazev, Russian name, KG Beast, that's who he plays. And that's kind of why I think they gave him a little bit of extra screen time there, but they never actually talk about it being KG Beast. The other one you may not realize is that... Um, Olsen's in there. Really? Yes. The dude that gets shot in the head. Little Jimmy Olsen. Are you sure? Positive. You've got to actually watch the credits. And you'll actually see that he's in there. And if you go to IMDb... I thought that guy was was like CIA. Yeah, he says he's CIA. They're bullshitting. Right. It's Jimmy Olsen. And if you actually get onto IMDb... Uh, Michael Cassidy is the actor, and the name put against him, Jimmy Olsen. So they've they've made a conscious decision that Jimmy Olsen in this universe isn't going to (laughs) work. Well, in in short, that's where it goes. And a lot of... I found out more about this because, I mean, I'm not a huge Jimmy Olsen fan. I mean, not being a massive Superman fan, I really couldn't care about the guy, to be honest with you. I mean, to me, any portrayal I've ever saw, and he was like the piss-out little bloody... um, 
work experience kid who gets around the office, but whatever. And this dude just gets shot in the head, and I thought nothing more of it. And then I started hearing these reviews on YouTube and that, as you do, to see what people think. And they're like, they've killed oh. up Jimmy Olsen. I'm like, huh? And yeah, sure enough, they actually showed showed it in the credits sequence, go. and it's on IMDb. So, yeah, a couple of little things there where they just sort of, they made some decisions, and you're kind of like, oh, okay, whatever, fine, that's fine. But... Yeah, yeah, so it, it it just goes to show there's a lot in this movie, a hell of a lot in this movie. A lot of tips to fans, a lot of tips to um, the universe and the various different uh, lineage, lineages in the um, in the universe. Um, I'm going to steal a bit from Kevin Smith because I think it is worth noting. Don't know if you noticed in the credits as well, but for Batman, they didn't just mention Bob Kane. They actually tipped they had at Bill Finger as well. Bill Finger as well. Which is, this would have to be the first Batman (laughs) universe movie where Bill Finger cops it. So for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, Bill Finger is actually one of the co-creators of Batman. Now, you can go and do your own research. I'm not going to go into it now, but for years it was always Bob Kane. And he got known as Batman's father, if you will. But in actual fact, it was probably Bill Finger more than Bob Kane who truly has the rights to that title. So, yeah, very nice to see. Oh, that's that's really interesting. I didn't know. Um, I I didn't know that. I didn't see that in the credits. Yeah, no, it was uh, quite good. Quite good. So, um, yeah. So there, there you go. Dawn of Justice. And uh, yeah, look. The more I talk about it now, the more I realise I probably really do like it as much. It's just I've had more <laughs> more time to dwell on the things. I guess it's one of those movies where you come out of it and you kind of pump, but then you can dwell on certain things as well. Look, yeah, totally. I suppose my greatest complaint is the fact that it does feel like the multi movies pushed together. But I mean, if they can explain a little bit out and maybe smooth it a little bit in the director's cut, I think it'd be a phenomenal movie. I mean, you've got to. If I think the director's cut's going to be three, just over three hours long, so. Christ, that's almost up there with The Godfather 2. <laughs> See, another, another cinematic masterpiece. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we also mentioned that we were going to talk Deadpool. Now, on the last show, I think I, um, I brought up Deadpool and my love for it and all that sort of jazz. Russ has now been off to see Deadpool and... Look, it is getting heralded as quite the comic book movie. It's obviously not the type of movie you can take your kids to see. It's not up there with your um, your Avengers. It's certainly not um, Captain America. Um, you know, he does like to use curse words. Um, if I... If I had to take my kids to a comic book movie between Deadpool and Batman vs. Superman, it'd be Batman vs. Superman. It's a little bit more palatable. Um, But Deadpool is, in my opinion, a really awesome comic book movie. Russ, what did you think? Mate, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Really, yeah, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I can see uh, why it's getting... um, why why it's getting the kudos that uh, that it is it absolutely deserves it it's an absolute roller coaster of a ride um i would i'd quite happily watch it again uh ryan reynolds nails it absolutely nails it absolutely um i and there were there were so many laugh out loud moments <laughs> um and I, I i dug colossus man it was like I've, I've um it was really cool to be able to see like a screen version of, of colossus yes. where it, it really um 
is, is it, they really get across just just the guy's sheer power and and uh, and, and presence. Um, but it, it was really funny. Like one thing which kind of stands out for me is I can't get over how expressive uh, a red mask can be. Mm. Like when he's sitting there in the in the in the taxi and he's talking to the guy about. Oh man, I almost wet myself. There, that 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 scene where um, Colossus is in the back, the <laughs> the, the the negatron, nega, Negasonic whatever, war, teenage warship. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah. So she's in the back, and um, and he's he's there, he's there saying, "Oh, you you have to kill him. You have to, you have, you know." And it's just like I couldn't get over how expressive this guy's <laughs> face is, and it's just, it's just the mask, man. It was just, it was amazing. Like that was. That's got to be one of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes, and it was just in that in that cab. Um, yeah, I, I just um, I, I loved it. I I can see why it's R rated for a reason. I yes. mean, there's so so many things which which are just which are, <laughs> which are, which are just wrong. Um, seeing seeing it on screen, but also as well, man, I I thought they really got across um, just how brutal the the um, I. I what would you call it? A, um, the, the actual medical treatment? No, yeah. I, I said medical treatment. The, the actual experiment, right? Yes, I mean, yes. like that was that was brutal, man. Mm-hmm. And it's like you compare that to X Men Two, where that you you do the flashbacks with, with the Wolverine, and it was like cool. Like they, they they got it across, and they they tried to show just how how bad it was. But I mean, Deadpool nailed it. I mean, like you're sitting there and you're just kind of wincing um when you're seeing what this guy's going going through when you see seeing get uh, like his skin gets uh like it was it was just it was just brutal man so oh, i absolutely. i thought it was. um but um yeah and then um <laughs> i'm sitting there in the, in the movie i'm thinking is that um is that Carano? Is that yes? Um, yes. I've said. I've said. I'm pretty sure that is. Like my wife's just looking at me, but I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. And uh, Gina Carano, right? So I'm. I'm, I'm sitting here um, watching. Uh, watching what uh, former, former UFC uh, fighter, and I'm just thinking, man, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Yep. So I thought that was very cool. I, I really, I really enjoyed enjoyed that. And watching her go head to head with Colossus, I mean, I'm thinking, come on, man, that's great. <laughs> like, that was that was so much fun. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and I didn't know, I didn't really know the Deadpool character. I knew knew of him. I hadn't really. Uh, I couldn't tell you, you know, I knew he was, you know, the Merc with the mouth and, and, um, but I, I didn't really know much of the backstory or, or, um, but, uh, I, I just thought that, you know, like, like we said before, like every, every, uh, comic book, someone's first, first comic book. So this is kind of a lot of people's first, um, uh, time experiencing a Deadpool. So I just, I just thought it was, it was amazing, man. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Would quite happily watch it again. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I did know a lot about the uh, Deadpool lore. I mean, obviously, when I hear about these movies coming out, being the nerd I am, I sit there and have a little bit of a review of you know where they are, and each of these characters seem to have our own wiki universe page now outside of Wikipedia, so you can tend to find out a little bit more about them and some of their storylines and that. And YouTube's phenomenal for it now. There's 
dedicated comic channels now where they sit there and they'll break it down for uh, newcomers and how many different versions there are and universes and all that. So I got to know a little bit more about them, but as far as, you know, who the kebab guys were and such, I mean, I had no idea who, you know, Ajax was. I had no idea who Angel Dust was. I mean, I thought it was unreal seeing Gina Carano in there again. I've seen a, <laughs> one or two other movies where she's in there and she's actually not a bad actress. I mean... I think she's decided to pretty much go down the path of doing action movies and whatever else, as opposed to uh, getting back in the uh, into the uh, octagon. I mean, I don't think she ever actually um, made it into UFC because prior to that, uh, you, I think before she left um, Strike Force, the UFC still didn't have women in their uh, in their oh, ranks. Okay. Right. So it'd be interesting to see how she'd go if she sort of dropped the acting and she'd have to dedicate some serious time to prepping herself for it. I imagine it'd be interesting to see how she'd go um, in the octagon. But to me, she's actually become almost like the modern-day Cynthia Rothrock, if you remember her as a oh martial... Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's going back. Yeah, Jeez. fuck yeah. I mean, we're going back to, like, when I was a kid and we used to... I remember... Oh, now we're going to get a little nostalgic here, but I remember growing up... Um, just down towards St. Mary's Way, there's a little offshoot there into a little um, uh, shopping complex, nothing too special, you know, milk bar, chicken shop, all that, and there used to be an old um, video shop, the real old school video yeah. shop, back when video shops were everywhere, and before your blockbusters and your video easies <laughs> and, and all that, when, you know, you had the likes of a small Ma and Pa type situation, and it was called Hollywood Video. And it used to be a big thing on the weekend. You'd, you know, the old man be home from, uh, you know, being at work all week, and you'd be like, "Come on, let's go and get some videos or whatever else." And you go down there, and you know, just rows and rows of VHS cassettes and that. And you know, they had the big vault out the back where they'd have to go out the back to grab the video out yeah, there yeah, and all that. Sure. You know, yeah. now <laughs> shit. If they've got VHSs in there, they will leave the cassettes in there because it's not worth the buddy storage room. To be honest, mate, with. I'm. I'm not leaving the living room. I'm just going to stream it. Yeah, exactly right. You know, <laughs> I, there's actually still a blockbuster in Blacktown. Would you believe? I do not know. How, yeah, I don't know how it survives. But um, anyway, I mean, apart from that, I, I mean, even uh, oh no, I suppose there's still a. Uh, if I go out to Mum and Dad's way, there's still a video easy there. But yeah, anyway, um, and I remember seeing, you know. Amongst the Chuck Norrises and the Michael Dudikoffs and all that, there was Cynthia Rothrock. Oh, American was, Ninja. Yeah. Oh, the American Ninja. Now, there's a movie you could sit your watch to, I'm telling you. <laughs> that thing is so cheesy, it's unbelievable. It's worse than watching a bloody uh, primary school um, oh, play, if you will. Like the, the, I don't know if, what you did when you were a kid, but I know when we were in a kid, we all wanted to be stuntmen. <laughs> and it was like the stunts we used to do out in the backyard. <laughs> But anyway, there you go, people. You've now got an insight into why I'm as sick and twisted as I am. And it all goes back to a little video shop. But no, <laughs> I digress terribly. Um, yeah, she was phenomenal in that role. And yeah, Colossus. I mean, what I loved about... I know nothing about um, Negasonic. Didn't even know she existed. No. I, oh, yeah, and, same here. And I suppose what was funny about it, and I like the fact that throughout this movie, Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, um, they constantly take jabs at the situation, oh, and, yeah. and that's phenomenal. So I like the fact that you've got Colossus, who is quite a well-known X-Men, and to see him up on the big screen, 
as a true representation of Colossus, not some kind of dumbed-down version, not some kind of alternate uniform bullshit. Like, he actually looks like he's come out of the old Uncanny X-Men cartoon that used to be on. And then, then, you know, they've gone with this Negasonic um, teenage warhead who, you know, I like the line where he says, what, we couldn't spot for more X-Men or something like that. Oh, that that was amazing. You might almost almost think that the studio didn't have enough money for another... For another cameo or something. Oh my god, that Which was I, amazing. I thought it was re- a really a really great thing. Like pick two random X Men. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah, boy. totally. Uh, and I know like um, Deadpool. I mean, I've, I know that he's teamed up with the likes of Cyclops and um, a couple of Domino and a couple other um, ones. So it's really cool wow. to see you know gone with that. I also love that throughout it, he just absolutely sends the piss up out of the previous version of Deadpool that they did in freaking Wolverine Origins. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 Loved yeah. It. And not only that, but he gra- had quite happily had a go at Green Lantern as well. That was amazing. Don't make the suit screen or animated. <laughs> uh, it re- and I think... I think what works for Deadpool is it was kind of like almost an experiment. Like, it's got Marvel's name on it. It's Marvel Studios and the like, but it's almost like Marvel's kind of said, look, we're just going to put you over there. We're going to keep an eye on you, but just just don't fuck it up. Here's some money, not a lot. You've kind of got... You've got the money we probably would have spent on the uh, intern's Christmas party, you know? You you play with that. (laughs) Go over there, leave us be. Yeah. And just don't embarrass yourselves. And so they've gone away and they've got all these creative rights to make a movie that is f- really true to the character. And I mean, even if you don't know who Deadpool is, within five minutes of finding out who he is, you'd get, go, hey, these guys have really done something true to the character. This is phenomenal. So what can I say? That movie is up there on a shelf. I mean, it's... I got the same buzz out of that as the original Iron Man movie. You know what I mean? Maybe more yeah, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was some, something new, something different, something that we hadn't seen before. Yeah. Um, and it, and it just it could have just been another cookie cutter superhero movie where you kind of look like uh, action by the numbers when when uh, when you look something like um, like Iron Man three. It, yes. it, it just. You know, it's just another one off the off the production line. So, you know, when you see something that's that's different, when it's new, when it, it it's it shatters your expectations, and that's the thing. It kind of makes you sit up and think, "Wow, I, I didn't I didn't see this coming. I didn't I didn't uh, expect this." And I think that's that's where uh, you know all credit goes to them, man. They they did something new and different, and they they uh, they showed everyone that um, it doesn't have to be the same all the time. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just look at, and it was kind of interesting because all I had heard, especially from you Mm. was, was just how amazing this, this movie (laughs) was. And it's, it's, it's uh, always going to set really high expectations. So, um, you know, it delivered on them and it was just like, I was really glad to see it. And and when it comes out on Blu-ray, I'd be quite happy to watch it again. So I thought it was great. Really enjoyed it. And you've hit the nail on the head there about the cookie cutter. That raises another point I thought I might throw on the table here. Are we getting to the point now where the superhero movies are almost becoming cookie cutter? Like when they first come out, you know, particularly when uh, Iron Man came out and then we started to go into the build up towards the Avengers, it was new, it was fresh, we were really pumped to see. I mean, prior to that, most superhero movies were 
god bloody awful. The suits were shit. Um, the storyline was crap. Um, you know, you kind of, you almost felt like they just turned around and went, hmm, he's a superhero, now do something with it and the job's done. But now, I don't know about you, but like, I kind of, I mean, even after Age of Ultron, I was kind of like, yeah, that was cool and it was a good movie and that, but I was like, okay, yep, cool, saw it all in Avengers. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Mate, look, I, I, I think... Uh, I think you're right, and I, I think I think we're at a point, right, where there is the potential for for things to get really tiresome and for people to want to see something new and different. So I think Deadpool came along at the right time because if it continues at the um, like with anything, people are going to get tired, man. That yeah. the people are going to get tired, and people are going to want to see something new and different, right? So, so you're right, and that's when when Iron Man first came along, it was something completely different. They nailed it with, by by getting Robert Downey Jr. in there, and it was just it, it shattered expectations. Mm-hmm. Deadpool has come along and, and done the same thing, which is great. So then, it's um, you need to keep pro- you need to keep innovating, and this works well in the in the in the tech world as 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 well because it's you need to keep innovating, otherwise people are going to get tired and um, that's that's where you start looking at these movies and it's around um, innovation and something new and different which is why you know Batman vs Superman it was um, it was something new and different the mm-hmm. fact that it's going to spin off into its own standalone movies which is great you're going to get spin off and go into in, into Justice League you're you're doing something new and different with new people and new characters and a different slant or, or a different um, uh, perspective to keep it new and fresh. So, which is why when you look at Suicide Squad, right? When yes. you when you when you look at you know again, it's a new, um, it's a new look. It's a it's a new take. It's a, it's a new perspective. So, I think if they continue to keep doing that, then I, th- I think we're well placed to kind of see these movies uh, continue to um, to uh, to attract attract new audiences. And, and speaking of Age of Ultron, I think I might have been one of a very very small minority. I didn't like it, man. I. I, mm-hmm. I I found myself getting bored. I was um, disinterested. I, I tell you the truth, I can't remember the second half. Like I can remember the first half, so there's a good chance I may have fallen asleep. Like I, I can't really remember. Um, and it, it, it's it's like I I want it to be I want it to be good. Um, but yeah, like Age of Ultron is is a great example for for me anyway hmm. of um, kind of paint by numbers. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, look, I like the movie, but don't get me wrong. When I say yes. I like the movie, I also um, I found myself after Avengers being really pumped about it. Went and actually, um, you know, when it, I got it on Blu-ray, actually, I got it on the triple pack so that I could get a digital download of it and Blu-ray, and I was all kinds of excited. Um, Age yeah. of Ultron. I saw it on Netflix the other day that it was sitting there, and went, yeah, I might get around to watching that. You know, it wasn't like, oh, shit, got to put it on. You know, I just couldn't have cared. Whereas, I suppose, uh, going back to what was different, see, Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, that was was a surprise. I knew nothing of Guardians. I mean, when I saw it, I kind of went, really, Marvel? What the fuck are you doing here? And then I went along to it because why not? And... It was heaps fun, and I mean, I remember stopping and watching scenes of it uh, when the Blu-ray came out and it was being played in Myers and whatever else. You know, you kind of catch yourself stopping and watching it and having a bit of a laugh and then that, and then I remember watching it, um, you know, it came on Netflix and the missus and I were like, oh yeah, let's throw it on, have a watch, and you know, I really enjoyed it again. Yeah. Now that one took me by surprise, and I think that was the thing, yeah. it was kind of a bit different... I wouldn't say it was um, 
revolutionary. It still had build the team, get the team to bond, fight the bad guy. Okay, now the team's fully uniform and, yep, all that. But it was just something about its approach. It's, yeah, that it really was different as opposed to, say, Age of Ultron where you're kind of like, you've got the opportunity here to sort of pull a new team together, some real new things that we hadn't seen. And yeah, I found myself towards the towards the end of it getting bored. It was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yet, funnily enough, as um, a cartoon um, Marvel animated thing where it's like the uh, kids of the Avengers and Ultron rises and comes back and whatever else, and that was more entertaining. I found. I wanted, was you know, it? Yeah, I mean, having a having a four year old, I've kind of had to watch it over and over and over again for a while <laughs> to a point that. Um, He's led to believe that it doesn't exist on Netflix anymore. Um, but I found that more entertaining. Like, I could actually sit through that and tolerate it and stomach it a couple of times over. So, yeah, go figure. Hey, um, speaking, of, um, speaking of animated movies, how excited are, uh, are you um, about, uh, about The Killing Joke? Oh, mate, what can I say? I am so pumped for that, and I'll tell you why I'm pumped. Because if they do it as well as they did the Dark Knight Returns animated movies, oh my god, and they're going to. I know they're going to. They've yeah. got, I believe they've got um, Kevin Conroy and uh, Mark Hamill doing the voices. Great, I'm sold. Sold, yeah. You know? <laughs> sold, and man. So far, the animated movies that, that Warners have been... Um, delivering have been phenomenal i mean i've actually got lined up to watch um in the next week or so because friends of the podcast i am home alone for a little bit <laughs> which means <laughs> i have no wifey supervision so i can watch what i like um they've, i've got the new uh bad blood batman bad blood which is more like a a, a team movie with you know it's going to have nightwing and um um batwoman and all that in there so i'm keen to see that I loved um, Son of Batman. I love Batman vs. Robin, um, the animated movie, not the fucking George Clooney bullshit that was. Um, that should have been Batman vs. Robin. It probably would have been better than Batman and Robin, but anyway. And the Dark Knight Returns animated movies, the two DVDs, phenomenal. Like, they are literally yeah. like watching the comic book come alive. Yeah. 100%. Right down to the Tunnel of Love. I won't give it away, guys, because you really need... To, this is one of those movies you really have to go and see. And actually, I would highly recommend anyone who has sat here tonight listening to us talk about Batman vs. Superman, we have made a number of references to the Dark Knight Returns um, comics and now the movie. So if you're the sort of person that really can't pick up a comic, and I'll be honest with you, it's some of Frank Miller's best works, but there are elements of it that are a little bit dated because it was done back in the 80s and whatever else. And also to read it, the way the panels are done and all that, it's a bit more old school in the fact that there's a lot of small square panels with a lot of information going on around what was going on around the time and such. And it does speak to the time and it does speak to some of the issues in the world at that time and all that. So really cool to read. But if you're not keen on picking up a comic and really trying to delve into it, I highly recommend going and picking up the two DVDs, the part yeah. one and part two, because they almost tell two significant stories. Part one sort of talks, it looks at Batman coming back into the, uh, into the cape and cow. 
and part two talks about him taking on his greatest nemesis. And it's no no spoiler, it's Joker. You know, I won't go into what happens there, but, you know, him now facing his nemesis after all these years. Pick those up instead of reading the comics, and it'll also give you a good understanding as to where Snyder has really drawn on for the the image he's built of Batman in this in the BVS uh, movie and also in the new universe. And then to, to know that they're doing Killing Joke, what can I say? I mean, for those of you who... This I will give up because if you don't know the Killing Joke story, there is one key thing that does happen. This is the part where um, essentially Barbara, Barbara Gordon, um, Batgirl, becomes paralysed. So for those of you who that was a spoiler to, I'm sorry, but come on, the um, the world of Batman has been around for a far greater time. Um, and then for those of you who uh, don't realise... She then becomes Oracle in later stages. Um, but it's the story of this that's just unreal. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, really. And there's a lot of... The Killing Joke story itself has got a lot of theories and a lot of um, ideas around where it goes towards the end without giving too much away. So it'll be interesting to see what how they pull off that end what what read out as the end? What few panels or the end page? I can't remember how yeah, how it'll, long it it'll, goes for. It'll, it, it'll be interesting to to see the interpretation mm. uh, of it, and, and and whether or not it's it's just going to be the the same as in as in the comic book. So mm. it'll be interesting to 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 see the interpretation. But I mean, it's it's one of the most um, uh, well known, mo- most um, well respected. Uh, book, so I, I think uh, seeing it animated and really being uh, seeing it brought to life, especially by by Kevin Conroy and, and, and Mark Hamill, and and um, hearing the voices that that we've heard for years and years. So um, I think this is one which is highly anticipated. A lot of people are really going to be um, are going to be interested in, in seeing it, and um, I look forward to discussing it with you uh, once uh, once it gets made, once it gets uh, gets released, because uh, I think it's 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 uh, it's, it's going to be for good. Uh, Make for a good discussion, I think. Mate, I 100% agree, 100% agree. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'd, I I really am hoping that they do stay true to the uh, source material um, and do exactly what they did with uh, Dark Knight because if they do, it'll be another winner. It really will be. Yeah, totally, 100%. All right, well, this has been a bit of a long podcast. Um, should we leave it there, or you got any uh, any journeys or any exciting um, news that you want to sort of delve into before we call it a day? I, I do have one um, one one piece, um, mm-hmm. which is um, Roma and I are heading off to uh, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia uh, at the end of the month. So uh, birthday road trip. So we're going to fly into fly into Riga, um, and we're going to uh, hire a car, and we're going to drive drive around and visit three countries and, and see the Baltic states. And um, um, really, really looking forward to it. So uh, if you're interested in, in that, uh, check out um, roamingrequired.com uh, and also on Twitter uh, at roamingrequired as well, uh, because we'll be posting uh, photos, um, uh, stories, um, and uh, lots and lots of updates regarding the the, the upcoming travel. So if you're uh, if you're keen to see what uh, what Lithuania, Estonia, and, and Latvia are like, uh, if you can't pinpoint them on on a map, join the club. <laughs> I had to look them up. So um, really, really looking forward to it um and that will be later this month 
Fantastic, fantastic. Guys, I highly recommend you go and check out the Roaming Required blog. Um, I live vicariously through Russ and his missus. Um, I'm so not worldly travelled. If work doesn't pay for me to leave the country, I generally stay pretty well planted. Um, <laughs> and even even uh, visiting the various states of Australia is uh, minimal nowadays. Um, unless, of course, you call a road trip down to Canberra um, worldly travelled. But anyway, um, so it's nice to be able to get you know, unlike a lot of other travel blogs where it's a lot of wanking, honestly, I don't want that shit. I like things simple and entertaining. I really do. I just want to know, what did you see? Why should I see it? And why are you excited about having gone there? Because as far as I'm concerned, if you just wanted to write a massive thousand-word essay about how you rode up a bloody hill just to look at a view, I can do that with what's called a video camera and YouTube and experience it just as well. So I really dig their blog. Um, I don't get a chance to read it as often as I'd like, but certainly what I have is great. So, yeah, get onto it. And you can tell I'm very cut and dry with these kinds of things. So take that as a very good recommendation. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Very, uh, very much appreciated. No, more than welcome, mate. It's only the truth. All right, guys. Well, that's where we might leave it there. Russ, where can we find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, which is at Russell of Earth. Um, so I'm on Twitter all the time. Uh, so feel free to stop by and say hello. You can also find our podcast uh, Twitter account, which is at Caffeine Podcast. Um, so you can uh, find us uh, find us online. So stop by, say hello. And guys, you can find me at Clint Burtonshaw on Twitter. Um, you can also find our Facebook page, Caffeinated Discourse, just by searching for that um, on uh, Facebook. And if you're interested, by all means, head over to my other podcast, being the Voice of Chaos podcast. Uh, we've got a Facebook page, we've got a Twitter page, we've got an Instagram page. Uh, we're everywhere um, singing our praises of the local uh, metal and hard rock Um Scene, which possibly on the next podcast I might have to introduce a little bit of hard rock onto the show when I talk about seeing the uh, the farewell uh, show for Black Sabbath in Australia. So, yeah, really? Are you going? Yeah, yeah mate, I'm going. I, I figured it was on the bucket list to go see uh, the original mate, lineup. Amazing. So it's yeah. just a damn shame that they couldn't uh, make amends with Bill Ward so that I could see the original four up on stage before they parted ways, yeah. but. You know, just to see the original three, fantastic. Amazing. So, yeah. amazing, mate. Well done. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So we got uh, we got some uh, ground floor tickets for that one. So we'll uh, we'll go and be uh, checking that out and seeing uh, Aussie Geezer and uh, Tony do what they do best. So, yeah, yeah, that should be good. Should be very good. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for uh, tuning in. Um, just want to also give a big thank you to everyone for all the likes, comments that we've had on our Facebook, on our Twitter, and also on SoundCloud. So you can download the podcast from SoundCloud directly, or you can get it through your uh, favorite podcatcher, as we do have it linked up through um, iTunes. So it should hit your favorite podcast catcher very uh, soon after it hits the um, iTunes one. If for whatever reason you find that your favorite podcast catcher is not uh, receiving it, 
hit us up, shoot me an email, pop on Facebook and leave a message and um, let me know because it may just be a matter of me subscribing to uh, wherever it pulls its feeds from. We want you guys to join in on the conversation and, you know, take this from just being a coffee uh, chat between Russ and I to having you guys (laughs) joining us as well. All right, guys, until next time, have a good one. Cheers, guys.